I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron Slash The Flash. I'm one of your host, Andy B, as always, and this is our season 2.5 finale. Finally, we're getting to the end of the summer season, and you know, just we're exactly one week from the season free premiere of CW's The Flash title, Flashpoint. And if you want to know what Flashpoint is, just listen to last week's awesome episode where we talked all about the comic. As always, joining me tonight is uh, Miss Amy Marie Narowski. How are you doing tonight, girl? I am ready to talk about my favorite character on The Flash, Barry Allen. You got your coffee ready? No, it's like midnight. I'm already what, wired. Wait, are there rules for coffee? I didn't know that. There are if I gotta get up at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, and joining us is a very uh, uh, very special guest and a good friend of the podcast. She is a writer of Geeks and Soundry, and she's Miss Heather Mason. So, Heather, how are you doing tonight? I am doing very well. I do have coffee, even though it's nine o'clock. See, see, I mean, there, there, there are people that define a rule, you know, define the rules. You know, coffee is coffee. You know, just drink when you want to. I would love to be drinking coffee right now, but I got to get to bed after this. And even though I'm pretty much immune to the effects of coffee, my mind won't stop worrying. Like my body will go to sleep and then my mind will be like, let's talk about all the things that could happen next week on The Flash. And it'll like break down everything that happened in season two. So my mind will be on coffee. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, Eben, there are no news this week. Uh, there's been, I mean, there's been a few, um, there's been a new synopsis released for episode two of The Flash, which will be introducing Tom Felton's character who they released photos of today and he's looking pretty sharp but uh, but yeah no big flash news but you know this is the podcast world after all i'm sure that tomorrow when andy's re- releasing this episode there will be some big piece of news and then we will have to wait all till next week to talk about it on there so uh but hopefully hollywood and cw will just hold on you know hold off with any news till next tuesday night so that we can all talk about it and the only news that you know that is relevant to to us is that we do have a new podcast you know and launched now on the DC Podcast Network with DC TV Classics. And if you want, if you want more information, head over to flashpodcast.com and check out the big press release that we released, uh, where you can get all the information where to find them. And it's a, it's a very fun podcast that I think a lot of you guys are going to look forward to, especially if you're old school DC TV fans. Before all the legends that came, that is Smallville and Arrow and Flash and so on. But tonight we're doing our final character review, our final episode of season two point five, and it's all about. The guy, you know, the main hero himself, Mr. Barry Allen, aka The Flash. So, so Amy, t- um, kick us off uh, about Mr. Barry Allen for season two. Well, I think we can easily say that all of us have just fallen more and more in love with Barry over the season. So, Heather, I wanted to start with you. 
Give us just your overall thoughts on how you think Barry has grown this season, maybe his strengths, his weaknesses. When you look back on the season, what about Barry stands out to you? Um, that is a great question. I think uh, the main thing that I see just overall for Barry is he kind of started out the season trying to kind of do everything on his own. And to me, as the season went on, the the teamwork aspect, which is my favorite part, really, really grew stronger. And I, I think that realizing that they all have something to offer um, and Barry doesn't have to do everything himself, to me, was something that was a really big um, part of season two. And also, I thought that him kind of accepting that he just wants to see Iris happy and just like enjoy his friend, like the friendship aspect of it to me was something very important. And then the whole gr- like scale of him grieving uh, the loss of his mother and having to kind of realize at the end of season two, that that was what was going to get his speed back um, was kind of a, a nice journey to see him on realizing that that was an important um, aspect of, of his strength and, just going through that grieving process was something that I found very interesting about Barry in season two. Andy, what about you? Well, for me, I, I think it's been a very good year for Barry, honestly, because I, I think he's, I think in the first half of season two, we saw a lot of him, you know, trying to not do the same mistakes from, from last year and whatnot with the, with, you know, trusting Edward Fawn, who he fought with Harrison Wells, and, you know, learning about the importance of time travel, and, you know, accepting that, you know, my mom died, and maybe, you know, even it would even though it would be great to have her back, it's probably better I just, you know, stick with this great idea right now, and so on. So it was, you know, there was a lot of, you know, there were ups and downs, but that's, that's, the, that's the good thing about any flaw here, is that, you know, they, they're both strong, but also they have weaknesses, they have flaws, you know, they, you know, if they were always perfect all the time, it wouldn't be fun to watch. So, yeah, I think what I also really enjoyed a lot this season was seeing Barry slowly and slowly throughout the whole season, but through both parts, start to really take on a leadership role. Because, you know, last season we had Edward Fawn as Harrison Wells being the leader of Team Flash, and now we're actually seeing the Flash in Team Flash stepping up and, you know, taking over and so on. He, you know, he's growing up, he's becoming more of an adult. You know, I know one of the ongoing, you know, one of the jokes that's been going on since he joined the Arrowverse was that you know he I mean he looks a lot like a very young teenager even though he's like 24 25 years old but like now I'm seeing you know we're seeing a lot of you know the man come 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 to life you know he's really growing and whatnot and and that's been that was one of my favorite aspects of his journey in in the season along many other things but what about you Amy? You know the thing that I like you guys have pointed out two really big things Barry growing as a leader has been a really big aspect for me to watch that it's something that we we wanted to see in season one but with Harrison Wells reverse flash kind of leading the, the, the charge Barry didn't get a chance to grow into that so seeing him become this very powerful leader in season two was really fun to watch one of the other things that I really liked seeing this season was Barry learning how to sacrifice because I've, I've always considered that to be one of the main defining factors in comic book Barry is that he's always willing to sacrifice himself for his team, sacrifice himself for the city, for the better good. And our Barry has always been good at that. But this season, he really stepped up that game and he learned how to sacrifice his happiness for Iris's happiness. He was willing to sacrifice his life on multiple occasions to protect the town. 
or to protect the city. And honestly, the thing though that I liked seeing was the growth in his ability to sacrifice. He's his willingness to make those sacrifices, and then the very human regression of that at the very very end of the season, where he he looks at all of the sacrifices that he's been willing to make, and he says, "You know what? Isn't it time that I?" do something where I don't have to sacrifice everything? Isn't it time that I allow myself to use these abilities that I have to help me? And he goes back in time to save his mom. And obviously at the time, he doesn't realize what's going to happen. We we frankly don't quite yet know what's going to happen. We have an idea from the flashpoint, but him not being able to stick, it's the factor of he's not being able to accept all of the sacrifice that he's had to go through. And it's interesting to see where this is going to go because, you know, we spent the whole season with him going, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice. And then eventually he reaches the point where he's like, I can't sacrifice anymore. And then we know from the flashpoint comic that he will ultimately choose at least if they follow the comic to make that ultimate sacrifice on losing his mom again. But I want to see where they go with that. So I'm, I'm interested to see, but that's something that I really enjoyed watching because it, it, hammers home that very comic book aspect of Barry Allen, something that I really enjoy reading when I read the comics. Now, something else I really enjoyed this season was seeing Barry interact with Team Flash. So, Andy, we're going to start with you. What have been some of your favorite interactions with the team members? Whenever I say team members, I sound like I'm at Target. Target team members. (laughs) (laughs) So, Andy, what, what, maybe, who who has been the the most, the person you've had the most fun watching uh, Barry interact with? Just a quick disclaimer, by the way, Target did not pay us to say that. It was just, you know, Target is Target, it's fine. Uh, no, but I mean, honestly, it's. I know we said it a lot last, um, not last week, but a few weeks ago, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's Cisco. Like, anytime he's with, I mean, because there's such cute bros and there's such nerds. Like, I mean, there's like even that point in season one where they were both, they both were playing with the, the wizard wand as a lightsaber, and I'm like, that is so adorable. Uh, no, but Cisco is definitely one of them. I think the f- the fun thing with Team Flash is that he has such a unique interaction with each character. It's not, you know, nothing feels the same when he's, like, it doesn't feel like he's having the same dynamic with um, with Cisco and, and Caitlin when he's talking to Harry or whatever and so on. It's all very individual. I like, there was also something really powerful with him and his interaction with, uh, with, Her- with Harry Wells because... I believe this was in the winter finale when he spoke to Harry. Like you know, but he was on like there was a you know there was a glass window behind, you know in, you know in the middle of them. So he you know Harry supposedly couldn't hear what Barry said, but Barry kind of you know because of the spiritual Christmas, he said you know I need to because because Airwood Font isn't here, I need to say this to you because you're the only thing that looks like him. I forgive you for what you did, even though it was horrible. And, you know, so that was, some, you know, a very neat moment. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's mostly been with Cisco on Team Flash. And then, of course, you know, because the team has now expanded, you know, we now we have Iris and we have Wally and so on. I think Iris and him had some really good, you know, heart-to-heart a lot this season. And because, you know, she would kind of be the one that grounds him when he kind of needs to chill down a little bit. Especially as he was very, I mean, Barry had a lot of trust issues in the beginning of the season. You know, understandably so, because... Harris, I mean, Earwood. See, this happens all the time. I can't say Earwood Fun and not think about Harris. Well, um, Earwood Fun kind of effed things up in season one. So, of course, Barry's going to have issues trusting people, especially new ones. But but Iris kind of had to, you know, say, hey, you know what? You're not going to come any. You're not going to go anywhere 
if you don't trust people again. So, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to pick because I just think that each interaction he has with everyone is just so unique to, you know, it's nothing feels the same. And that's, you know, one of the best aspects of the show, in my opinion. Heather, what about you? What stood out to you? Um, I'm, I mean, of course, I love his relationship with Cisco just because it's so funny. And they're just like, like you said, they have like a good chemistry and their their bro talks are just wonderful. Um, I liked when they went out to like a bar and uh, we're kind of all hanging out and Jesse was there and everybody was kind of, it was just like more lighthearted and like, oh, we're just going to take a night off. Like, I thought that was very nice to kind of see them in that, even though it ended up not being such a night off. But they they were kind of out of the of the lab area and kind of had a different different like more fun dynamic um with cisco he they're like is like andy said he's just always they always have a good relationship um i like i like seeing him with caitlin too i just think she's been through so much and he kind of can understand that and you can tell when he's talking to her that like that he feels for her and everything she's been through and that they have a special, he has like a special place in his heart for her. Um, so, and I'm, I'm, I like that Iris came into the team. Him, seeing him with Wally is, is fun too, just because it seems like there's like a brother, they have like a brother bond, which is kind of nice. So um, yeah, I like that. I think all the team scenes, like whenever the team's t- together and just like, just like the vibe is really good. And that's, those are always my favorite. I think for me, I honestly really enjoyed seeing his reaction or his relationship with Harry because it it was, we know how hard it was for Barry. So I liked watching that relationship grow. We all love (laughs) Barry and Cisco because you can't, you can't beat Barry and Cisco. There's just such a bromance involved. It's a lot of fun. It's very, it reminds me of Arthur and Merlin. Oh, that's my dog. I thought it was a rabbit. I thought it was like a rabbit. No, that's Rowan with his uh, squeaking dragon. He's. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, is that a, is that one of her birds? Or is that her cat just eating something? Honey, he got a turn. He's looking at me like, but I want to. <laughs> All right, Andy, give me just a second. So there we go. Octavia's been on the podcast. Rowan has been on the podcast. Her birds has been on the podcast. Hey, and and all of it. Amy's animal has been out on the Flash podcast. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm keeping okay. this in the episode because... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. So you can edit that. I'm keeping Rowan's cameo in so- the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Blooper reel. So another, I mean, obviously, we all love... Cisco and Barry's relationship there's there's a total bromance between the two of them and it's really good to see them both leaning on each other especially this season which is almost saying something about how much I feel like Caitlin wasn't a part of the team as much as I thought she should have been because it feels like you got Barry and Cisco and then Caitlin which I guess is a Ron Harry and Hermione thing but at the same time I feel like I feel like we didn't get a whole lot of Caitlin Barry interaction as much as we got Cisco Barry interaction, or at least I don't remember it, and it doesn't stand out to me as much looking back on the season, which I think that maybe it should. So that that would be my only thing is I I didn't I feel like we didn't get enough with Caitlin and and Barry, but we did get 
a lot of beautiful, fantastic, incredible moments between Barry and Iris. He found another speaker toy. So this is not this is totally what happens on each episode of the podcast, Heather. You know, we we have cameos by animals and so on. Um. <laughs> okay. Squeaker toys are now completely out of the picture. But wait till he attacks the microphone. <clears throat> Rowan, attack the microphone. No. He has done that before. And he did it last week. It great. I don't remember that. That was late. So we got a lot of really, really, really wonderful, beautiful moments between Barry and Iris. Some of my absolute favorite moments from this season have been between Barry and Iris, which was not the case in season one. So, Heather, I want to start with you. Barry and Iris have grown so much this season. Looking back at their story, are there any scenes or moments or powerful things that stood out to you? Um, I love Barry and Iris. They're, I was like day one shipping Barry and Iris. Um, I think that when... I think I really I like the scene where where Barry tells Iris that he saved her the first time, but she didn't know. Like, I I don't know why, but for some reason it just seems so like he had lost his powers. He's kind of like, it's right after Barry's, he lost his powers. He wasn't, he, he was kind of just like sitting in the fact that, Oh, I'm not the flash. I'm just kind of a normal guy now. And being able to tell her that he, he saved her and he didn't even like, she didn't even know about it was just, something that I don't know I that scene I just really enjoyed so that's one of my favorite scenes I like also there was another scene I mean I just I like the fact that Barry was like we said earlier just he was willing to sacrifice his happiness for her happiness which I I just enjoyed that part so much so it seemed like because he was able to do that that it made the other scenes later on more special because you knew that he was willing to, he was just doing it because he wanted her to know he had already kind of decided that he was sacrificing his happiness for hers. So I think, you know, that was one of my favorite, favorite moments. Well, how do you feel about the overall development of their relationship throughout the season? Um, I like it. I think that, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of how I can say this. Um, I, I think that it made sense to me because also, you know, she had just gone through a terrible, terrible um, moment at the end of season one, losing her fiance and for Barry to totally understand that. And then, Oh, another scene I just thought of was when he, he gets, um, Eddie to do the the video for Iris with like what would you say if it was the last thing that you could say to her yeah I completely forgot about it until just now <laughs> that was so wonderful because even when he, even when he just it kind of ended right where he said can you just say something to Iris and then later we see him giving Iris the video and saying I was going to do this for your birthday it's just like to me that was just another example of him knowing what she needed when she needed it and not worrying about the fact that, Oh, I love Iris and I want to be with Iris and, and focusing more on her. So it seemed to me that that kind of like came full circle 
you know, uh, as far as like his growth kind of lined up with where she was and, and made sense to me. I forgot all about that. Oh my gosh. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm like emotionally invested. Andy, what about you? Well, I'm going to do something nice for you, Amy, because we, um, just so I don't take any moments before you get to say them, I'm actually going to let you talk about West Island first so that, you know, you, you know, you, I can be the one that sits on the other, other, other side of the chair. I'm like, hey, I don't have any moments to bring up. And since you brought up all of mine. So, and, <laughs> no, but this is always the case because we, you know, whoever is on the podcast, you know, me and then whoever's on, we always end up like saying everything that Amy's about to say. And she's like, oh, damn it. That's all of my favorite moments. So, Amy, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be nice and let you and like, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm like the captain of West Island. So, you know, like, you, what were your, some of your favorite Baron Iris development moments in this season? You know, Heather, I have to agree with you. I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed seeing was how real their relationship felt. I talked about this during this particular episode, but the episode where Barry goes into the machine and he's going to get his speed back. And they have that scene in the room when he basically admits how much he loves her and how much he wants to be with her and how desperately he wants to lead a life with her and how he says, I just, I can't do it right now. To me, that is is very real and honest. And they have that conversation, and the conversation doesn't end with a kiss. It doesn't end with this massive makeout scene. It doesn't end with them somehow ending up in a bed and, and, and going from there. It is just this real, honest confession of how much they mean to each other. Because I feel like so often in media and in stories, books, and movies, and television shows a confession of love ends up in the bedroom or there has to be a big makeout scene. I'm like, but realistically so many times when you are in love with someone, you're sharing that moment before you even share anything physical. And it's almost more powerful to see how emotionally attached the two of them were before any sort of physical, anything was involved because when you're that emotionally attached, the physical, it can exist without them actually touching. I mean, tell me that that room was not completely charged with electricity when they were talking, which is a real ironic, unintentional statement considering <laughs> that they were about to fill it with electricity to get him a speed bag. We're not going to, we're just going to, we're going to ignore that that just happened. But the, the bottom line is for me, I felt like that was very real. And when he, at the end of the season, he sits on those steps and he says, I want to be with you. I just need time. That's also very real and honest because that is how it works in the real world. Sometimes things stand in your way. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's schooling. Maybe it's it's a family thing going on. But when two people really truly love each other, they will do everything they can to make it work. It just doesn't always happen right away. And so seeing that realism and honesty between the two of them, that for me was the most powerful thing to watch throughout this season. And always knowing that each one of them will always be there for the other, no matter when, no matter where, no matter how. Barry's always there for Iris and Iris is always there for Barry. That is the most powerful thing that exists between the two of them and I really enjoyed watching that and I, I mentioned that when I introduced this particular topic I didn't feel like I got all of that in season one and it has nothing to do with Eddie I just I didn't feel I, I didn't I don't know ship Barry and Iris there was something missing and I think that it was it, whatever was missing they have found it this season and I really truly think it was that 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 realism and the honesty between the two of them that I've always valued, but really felt like they dove in better for season two. 
Well, I right, yeah, yeah. I I felt like there. I just wanted to add. I felt like it. Yeah. Like I think you articulate it right. The fact that it was very based on friendship. Like they clearly have a very strong friendship, and I think that that comes through. And once their friendship is so solidified, you you know it makes everything else like more intense and better. Yes, absolutely. Isn't it the the saying that you want to marry your best friend? Because I feel like that's that's what's going on with them, and I love it. All right, Andy. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. I mean, this is what sets apart this this is why i don't look at baron Irish as you know as you know a cw ship as you know some people you know may make out of to be like you know when we compare west island to other relationships we've seen on like arrow legends tomorrow supergirl this one there's something unique with baron iris not just because they you know they're a thing in the comics or they're destined for one another it's just the chemistry that grant and candace have together the the good writing the good development that they have that you know that like you said amy the, the fact that we can have two characters on television just say, you know, declare their love for one another, but then not F each other or kiss each other and so on. It's like, because it's, you know, it's a lot more mature. That's why I, there's a, I, this is going to sound so stupid, but you know, this is how I feel. I look at West Allen as a relationship and I look at some of the other romances on the other CW shows and DC shows as just ships because I don't feel like they've gotten those relationships as well as Baron Iris because and maybe it's because they grew up together maybe it's because how they set it up in season one and whatnot but I mean I mean they could have done anything you know as long as they had Grant and Candace because you know it's you know they're the key to this powerful dynamic one of my favorite visual moments where we really see that these two are destined for one another is in The Runaway Dinosaur directed by Kevin Smith when we literally see Iris be Barry's lightning rod, which is what she's referred to a lot in the comics. She is the Flash's lightning rod. She saves him from the fl- you know from the Flashpoint. Wow, from the, not yet. <laughs> she saves him from the Speed Force, and you know she she and Cisco they go together into. I guess Cisco uses his Vibe Force and takes her into the Speed Force, and uh, she saves him. And there's that you know you know they're holding each other's hands, and you know she pulls him back into to life. So and then there was that funeral, you know, not funeral, and uh, the tombstone scene when she when he takes Iris to to see, you know, to kind of put it, you know, like to let go of his of his mom's death and so on, kind of say, you know, I accept this is the way it is, and I don't know what's gonna happen between the two of us, but all I know is that I'm ready, I'm game, anything, and you know, and in that moment, even that moment, I think Amy, you said it perfectly on that episode when we were discussing it that. It didn't end with a make-out scene or anything. It just ended with a powerful hug and just, you know, the promise that, you know, whatever the future holds in store for them, it's all going to be well. And, uh, and yeah, and there's been and then there's been so many other good, fun moments, like, you know, Earth 1, Barry meeting Earth 2, Iris, who is, I mean, it was so much fun meeting Detective Iris West. And we had, you know, we had the moment in the finale when they do kiss and whatnot. And, I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, look, we know that season three is going to be very good for West Island from what we've been hearing. But season two, I mean, that was a good, good year for, for the two of them and so on in terms of how, where they were at in the beginning of the season and where they were at at the end of the season before Bear went back in time. So, um, but yeah, no, but you mean... This is why I'm so glad. This is why I love Iris West so much. This is why I love that Bear and Iris are a thing, you know, because they... You know, whether it's in the comics or whether it's in the show, it's just 
they're nailing it, and I'm you know I'm just looking forward to see where they're going to go next with it. So we did kind of already begin to touch on Barry's physical growth as far as his growth of the speed force. And a lot of that comes with his whole, like, I'm going to travel through time and do all kinds of time travel, timey-wimey stuff. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Andy, refresh our memories. What are some of the biggest changes that have happened with Barry over this season? Well, he learned how to throw a lightning uh, blast from his hands by just, you know, running around. and then Jay-Zoom. Yeah. Um, oh, that lesson now is so much more interesting in perspective. And yeah. he learned how to travel to different Earths. He went to Supergirl's Earth. That crossover episode aired a few days ago again on the CW, and it was so adorable. Um, he learned how to. I guess he. No, he knew how to face. He, he knew how to make tornadoes out of his arms. Um. Yeah, it's the fact that I'm saying it's so casual, like you know, like, oh, it's, it's a thing now. You know, you just make tornadoes with your arms. Um, it's it's weird, but still awesome. Um, no, but I mean, it was all about this year. It was so much about getting faster and faster, and um, whether it was through tachyon devices or you know, through other things. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of different aspects. You know, he learned how to do speed mirages. You know, for example, against uh, Doctor Light. Which was a fun one, although it was so. I don't know why I got so freaked out because we didn't, you know, because his face was vibrating and there was like ten thousand of them at the same. Time. I'm like, oh Jesus, I can't. If I was trapped at that train station, I would have a heart attack and then some. Um, no, but there was a lot of. The, I mean, they. I mean, they they really went deep into it when he got trapped in the actual speed force because now he, we now know that there's an entity inside of the speed. He, you know, it, it has a mind of its own. Uh, whether you know it takes the form of someone he loves, someone he knows, or not. Speed for I mean we really got to explore that this season fi- finally so um so those were some of the things that we kind of saw in terms of his growth of powers and whatnot but I think I still think that we I don't I mean even though he is powerful now I don't think he he's gotten completely godlike yet like he is in the comics uh, I think maybe maybe that's what Flashpoint is all about about you know where we see the true you know ultimate test of him actually reaching you know the potential that he has as a hero uh, with his powers. So Heather, time travel discussion wise, we on the, on the podcast we're all like, oh, time travel is so cool, but Barry really needs to just stop because one day he's gonna do something that's gonna make it all worse, like season three. So what is your um, what's been your favorite thing about the time travel that they got to explore this season or alternate universes, multiverse? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I I really loved Earth too. I think, well, one, I agree with you that Barry needs to stop time traveling <laughs> because, the, like, I mean, your entire life, you're kind of like, I mean, at least for me, I've watched so many TV shows and movies and things about time travel, about how you cannot change anything because one tiny thing makes a huge impact. And so every time he time travels, um, I get very nervous, <laughs> like concerned. I'm like, one little thing and you're going to you're going to change everything like when he goes back and they say uh I, I forgot I can't even remember why he went back but he went back and there was two of him and he had like 2 hours to like to like uh get Harrison Wells to tell him something oh, and he needed, he, to, he needed to get faster because of uh, he needed Yeah to- yeah yeah and and he was like his one thing was like oh well don't let anyone know you're not you're not the you're not their Barry, and he like immediately Harrison Wells is like you're not Barry, and then everybody sees him and the two of them together, and I'm just like ugh. Anyway, um, it made me so mad. Uh, I think that 
the I, I just loved Earth too because I, I think that it's just whenever people can kind of see whenever you have a chance to see that there's something like what would have happened if something had been slightly different is just really fun. Or, I mean, it can be terrifying, as we're probably going to find out, but also it can be kind of cool just to see, like, oh, well, this one thing in your life has changed, you know, everything. And, oh, if this one, because, I, I mean, in my life, at least, I think back to moments where I'm like, oh, if this one thing, what if I hadn't met this person here at this point? How would things be different? And so just anytime we get to see things like that where it's like if one thing was different or if just a couple minor things that you thought were insignificant in your life happened you get to see like a whole nother um like a whole nother any kind of like different timeline those kind of things like I'm really into all of that so that like to me that's really fun to for him for earth one Barry to see earth two Barry and and earth and earth two Iris and all of that was just kind of exciting I agree. I loved, obviously, I love seeing all the multiverse stuff. That's kind of, that's my nickname here. I mean, it's multiverse. Yay. You're welcome. I really, I really <laughs> did enjoy seeing all of that. And as, as much as we're like, oh, Barry, you need to stop screwing with the timeline. It's always fun for us to watch him fix everything or try to fix it. But this, this season might be a little bit more difficult because, uh, well, I don't know how he's going to be able to fix this without completely undoing everything that we see in season three. So it's going to be interesting to see right. where we go with that. But it was... <laughs> It's it's tricky because you're like, okay, you're going to fix it, but if we spend 10 episodes of you building relationships with new characters and then you go back and change it all, that'll be completely pointless. So they'll find a way. I have faith in the writers implicitly, so I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go. One thing I wanted to touch on, I think the thing that stood out to me for Barry's growth this season was the challenge that was presented to him in the form of Zoom. Everything that happened this season is a direct result of Zoom or his influence. So, Heather, we've asked this question before, and I want to know, who do you think was the the the, the hardest villain or the best villain, villain for Barry? Zoom or Harrison Wells, and why? Uh. There is no correct answer, by the way. <laughs> Um, it's totally obvious, though. Let me just say. Well, now that you said that, totally I'm even obvious. more nervous. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna clearly choose the one that you don't think is the obvious choice. Um, I. It's not obvious. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I could choose either one of them. Um, I think maybe I'll say Zoom, just because I I do think that. I mean, I, lo- I love slash hate Harrison Wells. Like, I don't know how I feel about him, but um, Zoom to me, like, I, I get the, there was a lot of things, like, com- complications with, with Zoom as far as, like, I didn't, like, he, he kind of, just like Harrison Wells, I feel like he kind of ruined Barry's trust, you know, as far as, like, convincing them all, um, that they were that he that Jay was trustworthy and he, I liked Jay and so that part I I kind of hated but I also think that like Barry's abilities to keep trying to get faster and keep the Zoom challenged him and and I liked that part of it the the challenging part to to continue to challenge Barry to be faster and to kind of address different issues that you know he had to he had to examine within himself and then, 
and then the different choices that he was forced to make, you know, good and bad, um, just because of Zoom. So I think that, and also like Zoom is the one I can think of, like, because it just happened to me, to me. It's a little bit more fresh in my mind. So that's another reason why I picked Zoom. <laughs> All right. So Andy and I have had this discussion before. Um, kind of comes down to the the idea that that reverse flash has more like a psychological effect on Barry and overall keeps things going. But Zoom was absolutely a, a tr- horrendously formidable villain. Andy, what stood out to you this season when it came down to Barry and and Zoom's battles? Because there's one moment that sticks out to me. But uh, I, I want to know what stood out to you. And Heather, same question. If you if you have something you want to share specifically about his his danger level, I'd love to hear it. Because Zoom, he was a bad guy. Like, he was legit villain. Uh, mm. Andy, you can go first. I, I'm... Uh... <laughs> He's yeah, like, no, no, Heather, you can go first. You know what? Thank you for the suggestion. Heather, you go ahead. No, Andy, I think you should go. No, 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 no. You're a guest. Guest first. You know, <laughs> we have we do have some hospitality on this podcast. So you go. First. Uh, okay, okay. Um, what stands out? Oh my gosh, this is like I'm I'm just like trying to replay everything in my mind right now, and it's not really working. Previously, uh, the Flash. Yeah, that's what I need. I need, like, previously, uh, please summarize everything Zoom has done so I can remember and pick out my favorite. Um, I do agree with you that it... overall impressions. Zoom, I I, I agree with you that Zoom was more of the psychological, which I, like, I tend to like those kinds of villains more. Um, I think what stood out to me about Zoom the most... I honestly, I can't even at this point, I'm, I'm, like, drawing complete blanks. Maybe Andy, he's... can you please go first? <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe, what about his... See, you have an answer. Well, I mean, what I'm, are you doing? I mean, I mean, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just playing around here. But, I, I mean, Zoom had something that Eobard never had. That was that he was able to fall in love. Like, he, I mean, as, as up as Hunter Zuhalman was, he actually grew to love Caitlyn Snow. He was genuinely in love with her. And anytime he she would look at him at a, as a monster, I mean, you, that was he was in pain. He was genuinely heartbroken that she couldn't love him back, and he thought everything he was doing, you know, you know, that maybe somehow he could get her to love him. So that's the biggest difference is that he had, you know, I, I don't want to call it a weakness because I don't like to call, you know, and you know, I don't like to call women or you know, and characters at all saying, you know, oh, they're, they're a weakness to this person, but he had. He had somewhat some room in, in his darkness for somewhat of a heart. There's a little bit of a heart still beating inside of that darkness of his. Uh, you know, which you know he never shut up about. He was like, you know, you can look up the darkness, you know, all the time. Um <laughs> Ow, that hurt my vocal cords. Um but uh, no but he he you know, he loved her and and you know, but but Eobard, he doesn't have he doesn't he's not attached to anyone unless you know I mean unless he has some you know freakishly relationship with Gideon in the future, which I don't even want to know about if he has uh, because you know AI human body okay. you know there we go that that yeah that we're moving on yeah I <laughs> <laughs> I'm so messed up uh, no but I so Zoom to me was kind of like Barry's Bane slash Venom. You know, he was more, uh, I mean, he was still human, but he he still had a symbiotic 
feel to him. Reverse Flash just feels like a mastermind, and you know, and it will be interesting how they differentiate these two with Savitar, who is you know the, the newest evil speedster in season three, and you know because they've been talking a lot about him also being very psychological as opposed to physical or you know manipulative or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I mean that. I mean, Amy, I don't think we can ever ask, ask answer this question. So, like, you know, we could, we could, we could literally have the, have the same discussion in season three point five, and we will still not know who is more formidable, <laughs> Zoom or Reverse Flash. So, I would say Zoom is the most physical, uh, the, the 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 most physical villain of um of the two of them, and Reverse Flash is think- the mastermind. But you know, go, go ahead. No, I think I was just thinking about that. How 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 I'm like I don't know if we could define this. I was just thinking this just hit me. So the thing that stood out for me with Zoom was when he was he had Barry by the nape of the neck and was traipsing him around the entirety of Central City, showing oh, everybody that he had the capability of destroying Barry Allen. And I think what it comes down to is that Zoom could have and would have killed Barry Allen, whereas Reverse Flash never would, Ra- largely because he never could. For Reverse Flash to become Reverse Flash, Barry has to exist and become the Flash and go through all of his motions to eventually inspire Eobard Thawne to become Reverse Flash. That's the mythology. Because of Barry Allen, Eobard Thawne becomes Reverse Flash hundreds of years from now. But it's because of Barry. With Barry out of the picture, Eobard never gets access to the Speed Force. Whereas Zoom is perfectly willing to destroy Barry in the process of getting what he wants from Barry. So Reverse Flash, because he cannot kill Barry, relies on the psychological and emotional degradation that he can do to Barry. Whereas Zoom focuses on the physical degradation he can do, the things he can do to the city. He is not afraid to say, I am willing to completely destroy your body to get what I want, whereas Reverse Flash literally cannot. So I think that's the main distinction between the two of them is 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 that one can kill Barry Allen and one literally cannot if he wants to become the speedster that he's supposed to be. So it's 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 fun to watch that and that just kind of hit me right now and that's kind of cool. But for Zoom it, that the, the moment where he's t- taking Barry around and he, and he you know you're watching that episode and you go okay, I know in my mind feasibly and realistically because i've seen promo photos and because i know that it happens i know that they're not going to kill barry allen what what i'm saying is that you know you're watching that episode and you know that they're not going to kill barry allen but in those moments where you see zoom destroying him it, it becomes a very realistic possibility. You watch this and go, okay, I know that they're not going to, but I kind of have a feeling that they're about to kill the main character of the TV show. And that's the sort of fear that Zoom wants to instill. And that's something that I'm really proud of the writers at being able to portray. Because realistically, if you can convince us who and, and average viewers that there's a very good chance that, that Barry Allen could actually die... I think that they've successfully created a villain worth having on the series. So I really did enjoy that. But that was kind of first half of the season. The second half of the season, once he became Jay Garrick, I was like, eh, not so formidable anymore. He went from being this formidable character behind, you know, with, without a without a name, without a face. And then suddenly you put a face to it and you're like, it's Jay Garrick? Really? Okay. 
Like it just, it didn't, I didn't buy it as much. I kind of wish that he had stayed this ambiguous character with some super ridiculous out of this world artillery, ulterior, there we go, motive. But um, Heather, before we move on to our, our last bit, what were, what were your thoughts on the reveal that Jay Garrick was Zoom? Or rather Zoom was Jay Garrick. That was very upsetting to me because I loved Jay. And I think that one thing that, like, as Andy was talking about his whole relationship with Caitlin, that was kind of, it's kind of terrifying to me that, like, a sociopath could be, like, could get away with that, like, could be so convincing. Like, that was the terrifying part to me is that, oh, he's so convincing that I didn't even suspect, (laughs) like, I suspected that he was just a nice guy. And so I think that that aspect of it was really that was terrifying to me as far as like, wait, I finally like I trusted this guy and they all trusted him. And he is actually such a good like liar and sociopath that he convinced everybody that he was this great guy. And it was not true. And that was the most to me that was that's like terrifying in a whole nother way other than like the physical being terrified, it's it's like, oh, I can't, I can't even trust my own thoughts anymore because I was convinced that this guy was who was one person and he's totally different. That is a really solid point that I didn't even register and now you're making me change my mind a little bit. <laughs> I prove. All right, moving on. Last couple things. First off, um, I just want to just kind of off the tip of your tongue, Heather... Do you have a favorite moment with Barry, a favorite episode with Barry, favorite clip, scene, interaction? When you look back at the season, what moment were you like, I'm going to rewind and watch that ten times again? I think, I, and I said this earlier, everything on Earth, too. I just think that, like, him him seeing himself on Earth, too, him seeing the 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 just the whole, like other world of earth too was just kind of one of my favorite things oh lord there's so many there's so oh. what about you andy no you, you go ahead you pick first <laughs> um anything on earth too i i need, i loved anything on earth too i loved the moment where um cisco and barry saw oh what's his face the the doctor dude in in wells in harry's lab and they're like ah you're a villain on earth and they like freak out and jump into each other's arms. Just great little things like that. I loved. Uh, I really. I. I said. I said this every time we talk about Iris and every time we talk about Barry. That scene between Iris and Barry when they're in the room with the machine. Really loved that. I loved the scene with Iris and Barry on the steps. I loved any moment between Barry and Joe, because, and we haven't talked about Joe at all this podcast. The, the relationship between Barry and Joe, is, so profound. It's just it's one of the most beautiful and gratifying relationships that we see on television at all. I really, really love and respect everything that they do with that. And I I loved someone at Comic-Con asked it was the moderator at Comic-Con during the flash panel. They asked Barry, they asked Grant Gustin uh, if if the two of them, if uh, Grant and Jesse planned on making everybody cry every time they have a scene together and grant says a no we don't we don't plan on making everybody cry he says but a lot of the chemistry that comes out between barry and joe is a direct result of the chemistry between the two of us and that's one of the moments where everybody in the audience just goes oh oh my gosh they're in love like it's just it's a really (laughs) cool moment when you when you when you 
understand and know that this relationship that you screen see on on screen is born from an even more powerful relationship off the screen and so that was that was just fun to hear so that that really those are kind of the things that stood out to me and i've i've just watched i've enjoyed watching him grow and seeing seeing the way that he became a leader all right andy your turn hoping you would talk for a little bit longer uh Oh my god i'm i mean i you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat a little bit because this did happen on arrow actually when he go, goes back in time and has to relive that you know whole day in the in part two of the flare crossover and you know with all of you know the whole all of felicity breakup and you know the bait you know the kid and you know battle destroying the whole city <laughs> You know, as you do, and uh, that was one of my favorite because I didn't, I did not see it coming at all, especially on air because I'm like, this is not the time travel sci-fi show. This is um, how do I put this nicely? Um, this is the this is more grittier show. Um, good for me. I said something nice about Arrow, and so so I was surprised that it happened, but I really enjoyed it because it was nice to see what he would do with that reset button, and I think he did the best he could because. <laughs> I mean, Oliver is such a. I mean, he pushes a lot. He's like, you know, no, dude, tell me what happened. I mean, we we just got a second chance. Do you know how rare that is for us in this field of work? So that's one of my favorite moments. And when he was in the Speed Force, because he really gets to deal with himself, and you know, by talking to Speed Force Iris and Joe and Henry and Nora, and oh my God, when they read the, the little runaway dinosaur book oh my guys i can literally not emotionally breed or sit still when that happens because i'm like i need that book so bad i need my mom to read it so i can go through emotions and it's a good it, it seems like a good book i'm just saying and um his, his race against zoom in the finale is one of my favorite moments because he just felt it just felt like he was so in control he got himself a time remnant which you know for the love of me, I will never still understand because it's the weirdest concept that this show has ever introduced, and yet we're we're it's, but yet it makes sense to see walking, talking gorillas and sharks. So, so yeah, I mean, there's just there's just so many, there's just a lot of good moments, and so it's hard to pick. But yeah, so those are some of my some of my favorite moments. I want to agree with uh, Amy on the the whole Joe and. Um, Barry thing because I forgot about that but like every it's true every single scene there that they have together I think it's just it's so obvious that they like they love each other and even when they disagree on things they love each other and it's just like I don't know how they do it but there's such like an aura of love in like every scene they do and then I agree like they almost make me cry all the time because you're just like but they love each other so much like every every single scene even when it's like something really like trivial I'm just like, oh, they look at each other, and I'm like, but they love each other so much. And it's kind of, it's just really nice. It's just nice to see that relationship. And and I've talked to other people before too, and everybody loves the two of them. And it's nice to have a, a like another relationship on the show that everyone just like loves. Like I don't know anyone who doesn't love the two of them. So it's just kind of it's it's just like they have such a positive. Like you just know that Barry's gonna be okay no matter what because Joe is there, and that's how I feel. <laughs> all right, so season three is coming up, obviously next week. Super stoked, really stoked. We're all crazy excited about what Flashpoint's gonna be. So, Andy, I'll start with you as we wrap things up. What are your hopes and dreams for Barry in season three? 
I look forward to see him learn from his mistakes regarding time travel and whatnot. I kind of see him be a little more responsible with it now uh, so that it doesn't happen again. I look forward to see how he is because he's the only one who's going to know what the differences are in uh, this new timeline. Like, he's the only one who's only going to remember, like, well, this is how it used to be um, and whatnot. So it will be interesting how he deals with those because, I mean, this season seems to be a lot about power and, you know, getting more powerful and whatnot. And I look, I'm looking forward to see how he is going to deal with that. Uh, will it overwhelm him? Will it consume him? Or will he will he be able to master it? So that's what I'm looking forward to, you know, amongst many, many other things. You know, like singing with Kara in an epic, typical Flash musical crossover. Or, uh, or you know, you know, finally getting together with Iris. Or, you know, nerding out more with Cisco. But, like, more resp- I'm looking forward to seeing him be more responsible and kind of learning what to do now with this next chapter in his life. And Heather, what about you? Um, I agree with the whole being responsible with time travel part, because I think that's very important. And uh, I I think that to me, I'm, I'm not sure I haven't read Flashpoint comics. So I've, I'm kind of going in not knowing what to expect, which I kind of enjoy in a lot of ways. But um, I think just kind of seeing how how his relationships change with each character in the new um, timeline is going to be really interesting and how how they are different and how his dynamic with each character is different. Because I think, you know, you bring a lot of history into each character and with a new timeline, you have a completely different history and how everyone acts, however everyone reacts to different things is going to be different. And so watching him kind of realize that everyone's going to react to things differently and, and things aren't going to be exactly as he expects is I think will be very, will be really cool to see. And also, I mean, there'll probably be some, some parts that you're like, Oh, maybe I like this better than, than how it was before. And other ones where you're like, Nope, I, I wish it was how it was before. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, how, how all the different dynamics change. For me, I think the thing that I'm excited to see, and it, all, it sounds really sad, is the return of Barry going back to that state that he was in most of season two, where he was willing to make sacrifices. And it really does sound terrible because you know you 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 want characters that you are love and that you enjoy watching to be happy, but. I think what it's going to come down to is for Barry to be the happiest, he's going to need to make the biggest sacrifice that he, that anyone should ever be asked to make. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that progression because I've always enjoyed watching Barry's emotional arcs. I think that, that the flash writers do it so well. They always seem to hit the nail on the head. So I'm going to, I, I will enjoy watching that emotional arc of him having to go through and reconcile with the decision that he's made and then possibly have to go back and, and fix it. And who knows, maybe maybe that crossover that comes up, something's going on where he's like, look, I, I want to find a way to fix this world and things that are going wrong and find a way not to lose my memory, but also find a way to keep my mom alive. And who knows, maybe, maybe, maybe it's Supergirl Earth where he he his mom is still alive you know we we don't know how things are going to come up but i'm 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 looking forward to watching barry's emotional journey because i think that they're 
I, like I said earlier, I have complete faith in the Flash writers. And if they are doing that Flashpoint emotional journey, I have implicit trust that they're going to do they're, they're going to do it justice. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I have one more thing. I have one more thing. I look forward to see him ho- taking on a mentorship role, you know, because we have Kid Flash now. So how I mean, I'm look. Wally West has been one of my favorite DC characters since I was like five. So now seeing that they're actually, you know, they're doing a live action and he's now suiting up, boy, girls, I mean, I, I, I am like just crying inside just thinking about how epic that's going to be because, you know, first of all, the costumes look great and they, I think they're going to have a lot of fun together. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, you know, and that also goes in with responsibility, you know, um, how does Barry do with taking someone under his wings, you know, because we haven't really seen that on a lot of these shows. Like, the last time we saw it was technically when, you know, Oliver took Huntress under his wings, and then, you know, Arsenal, then Speedy. One out of three made it out fine, I guess. Um, Take, you know, look into that what you will. So, but I'm looking forward to see how The Flash is going to do it with Kid Flash, and maybe even with Jesse Quick, and I be fun if i don't know like uh, impulse bar allen showed up at the end of the season but you know we will see, hopefully that will happen we will see you know we have 22 episodes to go through and so anything can happen but um but yeah i just wanted to add it because it just came to my head all right so i think that kind of wraps everything up that we wanted to talk about with barry heather being the guest is there anything that we didn't touch on about barry that you you maybe want to chime in about or anything you want to add um, I mean, the the thing that I've always loved about Barry is he, he kind of, in my mind, takes everything in stride and seems to kind of adapt fairly well. I mean, as much as you can when you're, a, you know, in your early 20s. Um, and he, he, he always kind of comes out in the end, to me, with like a positive attitude, even though, you know, a lot of crappy things happen to him. And so, for me, that's one of the things I've always loved about Barry is that he he can be lighthearted and he also can take responsibility, but he can also, you know, has like kind of a hopeful overall uh, outlook. And um, I'm that's just something that when I first started watching The Flash, that that I really enjoyed about Barry. So that's and it remains to be one of my one of my favorite things. And I think it's important that he keeps, you know, his his main his main attributes he keeps and and despite all these things he goes through and so i'm hoping in season three it'll it'll be the same all right so i think that's going to wrap up our discussion about barry allen so uh andy unless there's anything you want to add i say we go to the plugs for this episode let's do let's do the plugs we we're 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 now done we've done we We've, we we reviewed every character of season two and it feels pretty damn good. So, so Heather, before, uh, first of all, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, I've been something I've been waiting for you, you know f- to happen for. Actually, you know what? I've been waiting to have you on since you wrote an awesome article about us uh, a year ago. Thank you for that, by the way, again. Uh, but where can people find you on uh, on social media and other websites that you work for? Um, I am on Twitter at Nerd Heather, and uh, I write for Geek and Sundry and Culturists and uh, Blasters Fangirls and Amy Poehler Smart Girls and a bunch of other random places. Um, but everything's on Twitter, so Twitter at Nerd Heather. So you're like not busy at all, it sounds <laughs> like. Damn. 
that's I think I, I got five websites out of that. So, um, but uh, but Amy, where can people find you? Where can people find you and Rowan on social media? So as he's been, you know, popping up on this episode a lot. <laughs> Uh, he has been on my Instagram a lot. You can find me at, uh, at Amy underscore Marie 97. Yeah, you can find both me and my dog and my cat on there. Um, that's literally all I post on Instagram now that I think about it. it Which is it, cool. It's cool. So, isn't, that what, isn't that what Instagram is for? I'm pretty sure that's what Instagram is for. <laughs> that's true. And there are a lot of giraffes. A lot of giraffes on my Instagram account. I mean, so. something so cool and having I, so, much, so many animals in your life. I'm getting jealous. <laughs> You wouldn't say cool if you looked at my bank account. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. And... <laughs> I'm broke. All right. Now, as far as the podcast goes, Andy, where can everybody find us online? Oh, they can find us everywhere. They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and per- Periscope. Yeah, all those five are all under the Flash Podcast. They can find all the latest news and trailers and episode descriptions and... And stuff about the Flash on the FlashProject.com website, along with uh, the latest episode of the Flash podcast. And also, if you guys didn't catch it last week, Amy did an awesome narrative of the Flashpoint comic. Uh, it was supposed to be five minutes, but you know, um, magic happens, and it's a, and it's it's a twenty nine awesome audio narrative. So you can find that on our YouTube channel, which you you know, give us a subscribe if you want to. And um, seriously, Amy, you did a really good job with it. I've actually gone back and listened to it three times just because like she reads it so well <laughs> and. and Oh, I'm gonna go listen to that. <laughs> it was totally unintentional. Like I didn't, I didn't have an outline or anything. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do a real short, brief outline of the comic, and then I suddenly was going like panel by panel, <laughs> and so it ended up being 29 minutes of of this unintentional kind of overview of the comic. But I, I do hope that people who are maybe interested in the comic who don't have time to read it but have time in their cars, they're driving to work, feel like uh, listening because it is, it is kind of cool to know what's what's going on. Yeah, no, I mean I. I, I, I enjoy you know, I was almost disappointed. It was like, oh, damn, only 29 minutes. Uh, but yeah, so it's on our YouTube channel. And if you want to check us out on the entire DCD Podcast Network, yeah, you can check it out at DCDpodcast.com where we have podcasts for Arrow, Flash, Legends Tomorrow, Supergirl, Gotham, iZombie, the DC movies, and now also wow. old school DC TV shows. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's no biggie. You know, we just have eight awesome podcasts now so uh, the more the merrier and you can subscribe on the mega feed and find them on social media at dc podcast and if you're a mix if take two if you're a listener of the mix radio network you can listen to us live and wired at wednesdays at 6 p.m eastern uh, on the mix there's an app for android and apple users so if you want to listen to us live on the mix go ahead and download the mix app and if you have any questions about us or, you know, anything, you know, any rec- you know questions about books that you, we can recommend you, anything about The Flash, just email us to flashpocket at gmail.com. And also, of course, do subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, if you have a f- few moments. Uh, if you ha- if you review us, uh, give us a five-star review and a funny review on iTunes, Amy will read it on air. If you say something quirky and witty, she will do it because she promised it on air. So, um, so, yeah, if you have a few moments, head over to iTunes. But, so, yeah, but that's gonna, that's season 2.5. That's the last episode for the summer season because next week, it's all about season three. We're going to cry, laugh, scream, geek out, discuss, analyze, overanalyze all things that is season three of The Flash with Flashpoint and everything that is coming. So, so for the header, again, thank you so much for coming on. Feel free to come by anytime you want because this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And guys, next week, it's all... Tuesday, October 4th, 8th Central on the CW. Tune in for the season free premiere and then tune in to the Flash Podcast. So for all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy Bean. 
I'm Amy Marie. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Thank you.